everyone, and welcome to the Backseat Directors Podcast. I'm Andre Hutchins, and I'm the creator and host of this movie review podcast. And I am super excited to be back here with all of you for another episode, and specifically uh, for the movie that we will be reviewing today. It is one of the movies that I have been most looking forward to in 2019, and it is from uh, from one of my most favorite directors. Um, so yeah, so very excited. Um, but before we get started, I just want to say thank you to everyone who participated in the the poll that I sent out a week or so ago, and for those of you who sent in questions. Um, so I, I posted a poll on Twitter and Facebook uh, just a little bit ago on whether or not you guys would be interested in me incorporating some listener questions into each episode. And out of everyone that responded, almost every single one of you said yes. I think I maybe got one no out of like 30 responses. So <laughs> whoever said no, I'm sorry, but we're doing it. We have questions on today's episode. Um, and we'll, we'll get to those questions uh, more towards the, uh, well, kind of in the middle and the end of um, my movie review. But uh, yeah, we, we've got those coming up. But I also want to give a warning to everyone who's listening. I'm actually going to be discussing a few minor spoilers in today's show. Uh, but the spoilers are going to be more directed towards older movies. Uh, so movies that came out, you know, one in 2017 and the other back in 2000. And so <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen these movies, um, I, you know, I, I'll get to that. But I'm just letting you guys know there will be a few minor spoilers. Okay, so just a heads up. Um, but everyone, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for downloading today's episode. And let's go ahead and get into our main topic. Backseat Directors presents this week's movie. So today's movie review is on the highly, highly anticipated final chapter of M. Night Shyamalan superhero trilogy, Glass. Okay, so Glass. Glass was just released. Uh, it officially came out in January, uh, well, on January 18th, 2019. Um, and it has a running time of two hours and nine minutes. And it is rated PG-13 for violence, including some bloody images, thematic elements, and language. So, uh, listeners, I agree with the rating and the age recommendation, meaning 13. So these movies, speaking of Unbreakable, Split, and Glass, uh, they are not for younger viewers, in my opinion. Uh, there, there are just too many adult themes, you know, like kidnapping, hostages, uh, even death. And James McAvoy's character, uh, Kevin Wendell Crumb, he might just be a little too disturbing for younger viewers. So... Um, so yeah, just just a caveat. Anyway, so one of the strongest aspects of the film is actually the cast. Uh, these are these are all really strong, established, and seasoned actors taking on the main lead characters. So Bruce Willis he returns as David Dunn, uh, Samuel L. Jackson as Elijah Price, James McAvoy as Kevin Wendell Crumb or the Horde. And so he's called the Horde because Kevin, and you find this out in Split, and it's also reaffirmed in Glass, um, Kevin is possessed by 23 different entities that all fight for time in what they call the light. And so whoever holds the light is the person that we see uh, in the movie and is acted out. Uh, Spencer Treat Clark also returns after 19 years away as David's son, Joseph Dunn. Uh, Anya uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is back from Split um, as uh, Casey Cook. And the newcomer in the group um, for the movie Glass is Sarah Paulson, uh, who plays the clinical psychiatrist Dr. Ellie Staple, and she's tasked with convincing these three superheroes that, in fact, they are not superheroes. So the movie, uh, like uh, most of you have probably guessed already, uh, the movie is directed uh, by one of my all-time favorite directors and writers in Hollywood, M. Night Shyamalan. 
And so I've said this many times, and I will sing the same tune until the day that I die, but M. Night Shyamalan is my favorite storyteller in movies today. Um, So I I know he gets very mixed reviews from many people uh, about his movies, you know, but there there is something within his films that, for me, they have spoken to me and continue to speak to me on a very deep and personal level. Uh, Shyamalan's bread and butter is his ability to create characters. Um, but but characters that that in, in each of his movies have real depth, you know, characters that are very much human, uh, broken people just like you and me, you know, people that have experienced tragedies uh, and awful things in their lives, and tragedies that have shaped them and who they've become, um, and and really how these tragedies are used in a way to make these characters stronger, more compassionate, uh, and more caring people. Um, and so I, I honestly cannot say enough good things about, about M. Night Shyamalan, um, but <laughs> this is something that I've actually learned recently, and I thought it'd be inter- uh, you guys might be interested in, in it as well. But on top of all the praise that I just gave Shyamalan, the guy has financed, personally financed, his last three films. So starting uh, with the 2015 movie The Visit, then again in 2017 with Split, and now Glass. So the visit's production budget uh, of five million dollars was a loan that Shyamalan took out on his own Pennsylvania estate. Okay, and so with that five million dollars, he made the visit. Right, five million dollars. This is not a big budget. That's a very small, low budget film. Right, but on, on with that five million dollar investment to make the visit. The visit grossed approximately a hundred million dollars. Okay. And, and with that great return on his investment, uh, Shyamalan then spent $9 million of his own money to make Split. And Split went, uh, Split went on to actually gross over $278 million at the box office. Okay, so, I mean, it, it, these, these two movies, compared to, you know, what money was put into it, the return was incredible. Okay, Glass had a production budget of $20 million and, uh, again, fronted all by Shyamalan himself. Uh, and in its first full weekend in theaters, Glass has already brought in $40.5 million. So Shyamalan, he's taken the risk and he's bet on himself. And, um, you know, with these three movies, it's worked out in his favor. And so by financing his own movies, though, he has allowed much more creative control um, over his stories and over his movies and just how he wants his movies to be um, without studios you know, just the big studio that would be financing the movie without them worrying about whether or not they're, they're going to get their money back. And so M. Night Shyamalan, he's, he's somewhat of a dying breed in in Hollywood. Hardly any directors are able to, or even willing to bet on themselves like Shyamalan has. And so, but just to kind of give you a reference, but this is how George Lucas and Steven Spielberg built their careers and their companies. They bet on themselves. They use their own money to make their own movies, and it has worked out for them, and it is working out for M. Night Shyamalan. Okay, so the film score was composed by West Dylan Thordson, and you were just listening to that score right now. So Thordson, uh, he also composed the film score for Split, so it seems like uh, seems like Shyamalan and Thordson have uh, created a good bond uh, for these movies. So, um, but okay, so that's enough about uh, movie details. Let's go ahead and jump into uh, more about the movie summary and my thoughts on the movie. Okay. So glass is the final chapter, uh, of a trilogy that started almost 19 years ago with the release of unbreakable starring Bruce Willis. 
Uh, and in 2017, M. Night Shyamalan, he released, uh, it, it was really, it was a surprise sequel uh, to Unbreakable with the release of Split. Uh, so, which really, it, it really did come as a surprise. I don't think there was a soul alive that r- was expecting to see Bruce Willis as David Dunn at the end of Split. Um, I mean, I was, I was floored. I could not believe that Split was all of a sudden a sequel to, to you know, to Unbreakable, and it instantly, it instantly made me enjoy Split so much more. And yet, the, uh, you know, there he was. There was David Dunn letting us all know that M. Night Shyamalan had 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 something up his sleeve all of these years and that, in fact, you know, we would be getting another movie uh, set in the same universe to bring these two films together. You know, so the way that split ended, it, it ended on a small cliffhanger. And so, you know, we we knew instantly, oh, there is going to be a follow up. So that and that all culminated this weekend with the advent of glass. And so now if if you are listening to this episode and you haven't seen Unbreakable or Split, I feel like this is fairly obvious already, but I highly, highly suggest that you see those two movies before you see Glass. Uh, this, this, it's a trilogy, uh, you know, with, with characters and storylines that are already established in two previous movies. So to maximize your viewing experience of Glass, just take the time and see the first two. I promise... I promise it will be well worth your time. Okay, so, but to give you context to the summary of uh, of this movie and just kind of the previous two movies as well, Glass uh, is the alias of Samuel L. Jackson's character, Elijah Price. He calls himself Mr. Glass for a genetic defect that he's had since birth that has made his bones very fragile and highly susceptible to breaks. Uh, Elijah has suffered over 90 breaks over the course of his lifetime. And even in spite of this, uh, debilitating abnormality though, uh, Elijah is perhaps the smartest man alive. At least that's, I think what we're, you know, led to believe he's been blessed with an incredible IQ and he's considered by, you know, by many people to be just a genius, you know, just, uh, just, yeah, genius is really the only word that would be able to ex- ex- to describe Elijah. But anyway, uh, Elijah, he spent his entire life in the pursuit of proving to the world that superheroes do exist. This is his, it's been his life's purpose. It's his single focus. Uh, and there is no cost too high or laws that can't be broken in order to achieve these goals. Uh, David Dunn, um, uh, Bruce Willis's character, he has spent the better part of 20 years hiding in plain sight, but using his superhero abilities to help him rescue those in need. Uh, But David does not share the same ideology as Elijah Price. You know, uh, David prefers anonymity. He prefers to be left alone and undiscovered. You know, his tactics are that of a vigilante. Um, But his his vigilanteism has gotten him, you know, uh, on the most wanted list of of the police department and i think what is uh, us uh, well yeah in philadelphia um yeah because the movie takes place in philadelphia you know but he they don't know who david's character or who who he is as a person you know but they just know that there's this vigilante out there just you know bringing justice uh, the way that he sees fit and so you know so the police are after him but um you know david has done well to keep himself undiscovered however though you know after split and we meet the character Kevin Wendell Crumb um, with his appearance and the appearance of the Horde. Uh, Mr. Glass has everything that he now needs to draw out David Dunn uh, from the shadows and to create a confrontation that in Mr. Glass's mind, he hopes that the whole world will be witness to. 
um, and prove that no longer are superheroes just a myth and no longer will they just be characters in comic books, but that they are in, in fact, real. So, um, and that, that, I mean, that's where we find ourselves, uh, with the movie glass. Um, you know, it really picks up right where split, uh, left off and, you know, we jump right in with David Dunn and with, uh, with the horde, um, and what the horde has done. Um, you know, we see him, he has kidnapped more girls and David has, he is doing everything that he can to find out what's going on and who this person is that has made all these abductions. And, uh, and eventually they do come together. Um, and they, but they, they are, they are tracked down though, not just by the police, but by, um, by Sarah Polson's character, uh, Dr. Staple. And so Dr. Staple, she is, she is, you know, like I said previously, she is this clinical psychiatrist who is, is just as determined as Mr. Glass is, you know, Mr. Glass, he's determined to prove that superheroes are real. Uh, Dr. Staple is there to prove that this is all made up in their heads, that this is actually a specific mental disorder that causes people to believe that they are superheroes. So now they're on this crash course, right? You have a a very determined character in Dr. Staple who is going to do everything that she can to help these people to come out of their, you know, disillusion and, you know, and Mr. Glass, who is going to do everything that he can to prove that, no, uh, in fact, superheroes do exist. So, OK, so I, I've got a first question here from one of our listeners. Question number one that comes from actually comes from my good friend Kyle Garrett. And so you can find uh, Kyle Garrett on Instagram if you want to follow him. He's at underscore Kyle Garrett. And that's two R's, two T's um, underscore. So underscore Kyle Garrett underscore. And he asks, do these movies work and make sense as a trilogy? And my answer is yes. Um, But not just a trilogy, though. These movies, I feel, uh, well, specifically Unbreakable and Split, these are movies that work very well on their own. And, And the way that M. Night Shyamalan, though, is able to bring them together and to join them is done so well and so intricately that, you know, it's 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 very different than what Marvel and other um, you know, superhero or studio films have done to make franchises and, you know, and bring, you know, movie after movie together. I, I think each movie can be enjoyed on their own individually. And yet they work very well together as a trilogy. And I, I don't know, I just, I, glasses in, in my opinion, glass was like, this is the crowning jewel. This is what made uh, unbreakable and split. So worth it. And, and in my mind, so memorable. And so I hope that answers your question, Kyle. Um, but it, the movie has been getting criticized uh, a lot. And, you know, if you were to go on Rotten Tomatoes and you look at its Rotten Tomato score, I think it's around 44% right now. Um, and that's not great. You know, however, if you look at the audience score, it's in the 80s. And again, once again, I side with the audience on this one. And not just uh, on the audience side, but for those who are fans of M. Night Shyamalan and watch his movies and are familiar with his movies... Glass Glass is another M Night Shyamalan classic. He he breaks the molds and the stereotypes of what we perceive to be, you know, a superhero movie. This is not your average Marvel movie. This is not some two hundred million dollar budget with, you know, nothing but uh, uh, computer generated images and everything is just you know special effects and you know big spectacles and huge fight scenes. No. It, M. Night Shyamalan's movies are always about the characters and the depth of those characters. And 
you know, and, and that's where glass excels and that's where all of his movies have, in my opinion, have done well. Um, I can't say that for every single one of his movies, but for most of them, uh, and glass is no exception. I, you know, if people are going into this movie expecting some grand big thing like Avengers, no, this is, this is not the movie for you then. And this is not what you should be expecting from glass either. You know, watch Unbreakable, watch Split, and if you like those movies, I feel fairly confident you're going to like Class. Um, you know, if I have to be critical of this movie in any way, I think the only part that I maybe did not enjoy is that through the second act and kind of the middle of the movie, it moves pretty slow. But I think that's because me, in my mind, I was almost expecting a big finale and some type of grand payout, you know, for the time that I was investing. But how it ended, it made me go back and and just think of those scenes again that I thought maybe were dragging on a little bit too long. And what it actually does, it makes me want to watch the movie again. And so, you know, two hours and nine minutes, that's a long movie. You know, perhaps the movie could have been condensed by 10, 12 minutes, you know, and uh, the that middle portion maybe wouldn't have seemed as long. Uh, but really, that's the only thing that I, I, I can honestly think of in terms of being critical about the movie. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very well done. I thought the score was great. And once again, James McAvoy, gosh, that guy steals the show. His ability to portray this character, uh, Kevin Wendell Crumb, who is plagued by really these, you know, tw- these possess possessive entities, you know, and how he's able to create, uh, you know, these characters that go from male to female with different accents and different ages. It is astonishing. It is so, it is so amazing. Like, like that it's, it is what makes split great. And it's what helps glass be great as well. And I mean him alone, I could watch him do that for hours and hours and be fully just enthralled. And so, um, he, he is one of my big highlights of the movie, but, uh, I just, I don't know. I really liked how how Shyamalan wrapped up this trilogy. I heard that he is not planning on extending more into this universe. You know, that this is the finale of his movies in terms of, you know, these specific comic book characters. But I, I just, oh gosh, it's it's so refreshing. It's so refreshing to be able to go see a superhero movie or comic book movie and not have to be this huge thing like Marvel movies or DC movies or whatever you want it to be that there is something that is so so just new and refreshing about what Shyamalan has done with superhero movies and his taste and his take on them and so um I I enjoyed the movie um I I mean you guys can already guess what my recommendation is going to be but uh <laughs> you know um I'm going to get to one more question before I get my official recommendation okay and this this comes from uh another good friend um of uh, just my friend and a friend of the podcast, but this comes from Parker Johnson. He's also a movie buff and you can find him on his movie Instagram account, which is at closed caption reviews. And Parker asks, which movie did you like better unbreakable or split? And so, uh, I, I wish I could answer this question fully Parker. I, it's been a while since I have seen unbreakable. Like I, I'm going to be honest, it's been a number of years and so split is much more fresh in my mind. And so I feel like I can't, 
I, I can't honestly say which one I liked more. I remember really, really liking Unbreakable and Split. Oh, Split was so good. And like I said, I think I think once I figured out at the end, you know, that it was part of it was a sequel to Unbreakable. I instantly liked Split more. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I you know, I, and I don't want to answer it. I don't want to answer it because I, I'll answer it maybe once I go back and rewatch both those movies and then I'll let you know. OK. <laughs> Um, okay, but thanks for your question, Parker. Anyway, so let's get on to my official Backseat Director's recommendation. Um, to no surprise, it is a go see it. I really enjoyed the movie. Again, go watch Unbreakable and Split before you see this movie. If you like those movies, you're really going to like Glass. I guarantee it. Just don't expect something that that it's not. The movie was never intended to be you know, something grand. It's a $20 million budget M. Night Shyamalan focuses on story and characters, and that is what carries this movie. So, yeah. Oh, and there's actually one last tidbit that I did want to add, um, just to just to show you the brilliance of M. Night Shyamalan as a writer, okay? And just the attention to detail that he gives to each of his characters, all right? It, it, this is just more testament to, you know, to the viewers that he really does care uh, for the characters that he's creating within his stories, okay? So I came across uh, across this on Twitter, um, on M. Night Shyamalan's own Twitter account, okay? If, if any of you have seen the movie poster to, um, to Glass, you'll see that uh, colors are associated with each different character. So Mr. Glass is purple, uh, the Beast is yellow, um, or Kevin Wendell Crumb, and David Dunn is in green. And so this is what he said about that on Twitter, okay? He said, quote, Here's a tidbit I'll talk about in the Q and A tomorrow in the Q and A. I chose green for David Dunn because psychologically it is associated with life-giving properties. David is the protector of life. I chose ochre or mustard for the beast because this color is associated with religious ceremonies, Hindu and Buddhist, a monk's robe. I see the beast as an evangelist, a preacher who wants to help save the broken. Finally, I chose purple for Mr. Glass because this color has been associated with royalty, majestic qualities. Elijah sees himself as important, a main character of uh, a main character of comics. Um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> I love M. Night Shyamalan. I, I, you know, I love his stories and and I love Glass. And so, with that said, my official recommendation is a go see it. Well, everyone, thank you. Thank you so very much. Uh, I, I, again, I love doing this. I love knowing that you guys are out there listening, uh, you know, whoever you might be. Um, you know, I, I know we don't have a huge reach right now, but ho- hopefully one day we will. And so to those who are supporting the podcast and downloading and listening, thank you so much. If you want to stay up to date um, to, with the podcast, just subscribe and you can find us at Apple Podcasts. You can find us also on Google Play, Podbean, and Stitcher and really any other podcast platform uh, that you might subscribe to you'll find us there as well and do us do, do us a favor leave, leave a review i would love to know your guys's thoughts you know if if at all leave us a five-star review that helps the podcast out a ton um but really honestly I, i'd love to know your guys's thoughts and you know any recommendations you guys might have but um but again thank you so much for listening hope you enjoy, enjoyed today's show and uh until next week we'll see you guys at the movies the Backseat Director's theme song is Let's Go to the Movies by Ozo Motley. You can find the album Ozo Motley Presents Ozo Kids and all of their other music on iTunes. 
Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The BD Podcast. Documentaries, uh, so many options, so much variety. There's a perfect movie for you and him and her and me. Uh, so find your seat in the perfect row. Sit back, relax, kick up your feet, and turn off your phone.